0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Bienvenidos, señores y señores, to another episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast. This episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting news, info, stats, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports. Bet online is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered on all your insider sports wagering needs from MLB, UFC, and boxing. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games are available to play right from your home. So get into the action today, head to the website or use your mobile device to join, and be sure to use your promo code BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, uh, I usually go straight to the princesa, but I know that this dude is very angry, so I want to hear from Babyface. Uh, Babyface, how are you feeling right now? Reaction.
2: Um, I mean, I'm angry because I'm not going to get to win the, the weekly wager, right? And why Why is that? Why? Because the bullpen killed it again, right? It's like the same song and dance every week. It's like the bullpen, right? And last night, I mean, I saw a lot of reactions on Twitter last night. Like a lot of blame again on Roberts, right? A lot of blame on Roberts for the bullpen. And, and it, it made me think, though, a little bit, though. Like why, you know, people were questioning why was Yancy out there for two innings, correct? Mm-hmm. That, that's what he did, right? And and the whole talk was like, well, why is it, why wasn't Brewstar in there? And, and, and if I recall correctly, wasn't it like last week we didn't want Bruce Dar in there, right? Because he was like throwing the ball to like center field and, and everybody's like, what the heck is Bruce Dar doing in there, right? So it's like now Bruce Dar is the guy that everybody wanted in there. But, but I think like, so if Bruce Dar goes in there and he gives up a run, what would have been the reaction from everybody? The same reaction, and that's that's going to be my point. But La Princesa had
1: something on here because we're tapping into anger on today's episode. Princesa, what are you feeling out there from Dodger fans? Uh,
0: they are losing their minds. Um, I have a family across the street, beautiful Filipino family. They've been in this neighborhood five generations. They're all diehard Dodgers and Lakers fans. When the Dodgers win, they let you know. When the Dodgers lose, they let you know. While they're losing, they're outside smoking, nervous, (laughs) wasting. I mean, and I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. You know, as it started going downhill last night. But seriously, even online, you can see the reaction. And babyface, you're right. The first reaction is always to go after Dave Roberts. But Juan, you said this yourself. You both have been in the clubhouse with him. You've been downstairs you know, in the pits of Dodgers Stadium with Roberts, you see how he's affected as well. He's not enjoying this. Nobody is enjoying this. Dodger fans are losing their shit, honestly. (laughs) And I'm just like, it's going to be okay because it's the Dodgers and we're just not used to losing. Bottom line, we're so spoiled. We're used to dominating. It's not even just winning. Like, we dominate. Yes, look how many games we won last season. I have something I want to say to you, babyface. So you just said, well, "I'm mad that I didn't win because of the bullpen." Don't we collectively want the Dodgers to win?
2: Oh, oh! She's calling you out. Well, well yeah. yeah. If if, if they would have won, we all would have won, right? We my all would have won. First is yeah. what I'm saying. Like- well, my <laughs> has
1: brought out a truth. You are all about you, sir. You're all about yourself. No. We're no, about the Dodgers. We put the have- Dodgers first.
2: <laughs> No, you don't. You have him at three and three. I had him in four and two. So my Just because I'm smart doesn't mean you have to hate on me. Why your prediction would have been down. better. <laughs> it would have been a better. bit to get back on the bullpen, like, so if, if Grotterall comes in and he gives up a run or two last night, right? Same thing that happened. The, the argument would have been like, well, why wasn't Yenski in there? He only pitched 11 pitches in that, in that inning. Right. So yes. it's always, it, it's, we have this this fascination, like once we see what happens, we go back and be like, Well, why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do that? And and Dave, Dave Roberts made a point last night is the bullpen has to be better. And that's what I've been saying too. Like if these guys are professional athletes, they if these are your guys, they need to go out there and perform. And if you look at the bullpen, everybody gave up runs. Every single guy that came in like gave up runs. And that can't happen, right? Like you'd expect, okay, maybe got one guy here and there is gonna give up a run or two. But every single guy that comes in, they can't be giving up runs. And and that is the issue right now. And I don't know how they're going to fix that because, you know, I was making the point that, you know, like the Lakers at the trade deadline, they they brought in a new roster, right? Can the Dodgers bring in a new bullpen? I don't think they're going to do that. Right. They can't do that. I don't think, I don't see that happening in baseball. So I don't know what they're going to do going, you know, forward.
1: Go ahead, Princess. I know you're chomping at the bit. I
0: was just going to say that, like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's so glaringly obvious that it's the bullpen because Kershaw did his job, right? And and talk about his fielding. Can we just get into that in a little bit? But anyway, um, I, I, I wanted Evan Phillips, but that was not even an option because of the way Roberts used him the day before in a game that they were already winning. So I get the frustration. I, I'm just, I feel like what you're saying, Babyface, and one what we've discussed all together off air, We know it's the bullpen. What we don't know is how they're going to fix it. Right? I mean. It's exactly right. Yeah. And these guys did well last season. They killed it last season. And now we're the second worst in Major League Baseball, our bullpen. So I I don't know. If I had an answer, I mean, I might be working for the Dodgers, but I'm not. So I just don't you guys think that Friedman knows and they're all feeling the pressure and I read one of the tweets. Maybe you saw this baby face. One of the tweets last night was something like you can't Freeman needs to stop shopping at the 99 cent store for pictures. I'm like, "Damn!" <laughs> and I like the 99 cent store once in a while. So, you know,
1: <laughs> but but see, that's what, that's what cracks me up. It's, it's the million dollar question, right? Is how are they going to fix it? So baby face, let me ask you this. Yes. You're right. Everyone bitches and moans no matter what Roberts does. Why did he go to this guy? What did he get? The Dodgers bullpen gave up six runs yesterday. Okay. No matter who you put up there. And I know we have the most faith in Evan Phillips, but even Evan Phillips lost a game earlier and got walked off. Right. So the question is, There's nobody right now in the bullpen that you trust. So if there's nobody in the bullpen that you trust and everybody's saying trade for relievers, trade for relievers, I have questions for you guys. First of all, you think the Dodgers are going to be the only team looking for relievers? Everyone and their mother wants a reliever. Plus, now that if you look at the NL Central, you look at the AL Central, all those teams are still in it. They're not going to trade. They got a chance that same mentality, the same thing that Babyface has been saying. Just get in. Just get in. You never know what could happen if you get in. Don't you think those teams in the NL Central and the AL Central are thinking the same thing? That's like, well, what if we get in and all of a sudden we get hot and we make a run? So we can't we can't trade away the best people that we got. So Here's my question to all of you guys: If the problem is clearly the bullpen, and we gotta fix the bullpen, and the only way we can fix the bullpen is by trading for more relievers, realistically, how many relievers do you think the Dodgers need, Babyface? How many relievers are you trading for?
2: I mean, the whole—they're hoping Daniel Hudson comes back because he—he's been doing good in Arizona in—in in, I guess those rehab games that he's been. But like I said, there's no guarantee that he comes back and he's exactly. going to be the savior, right? They're exactly. hoping he, but, you know, he'll. Okay, so that's one. They're hoping, okay, that's you know, one that's going to help us out there. But then from there, what? Maybe another two guys that that are consistent enough that they're going to be able to fit in and, and shut down guys. And then you still got to hope that these other guys pan out, right? You still got Phillips, you got Gratterall. Um I don't know what's going to happen with Vessia. I mean, that guy hasn't been. The same guy all year. Same thing with Yenzi, and like it goes back to the whole thing with with the pitching clock. Do you think the pitching clock is affecting some of these guys? I mean, or no, are they just, I, I, just having I, a bad I, year? I don't think it's the pitch clock. I think this
1: is a conversation that we had with Cody Snavely. I think these guys regress to who they are. This is who these dudes are. There's a reason why the Dodgers got these guys cheap because these guys weren't good on other teams. They had brief moments where they were good with the Dodgers. Like to me, Yancey has only been good last year. These guys are who they are now, right? And that's the when, Alicia, when you bring up that tweet that Freeman needs to stop shopping at the 99 cent store, that's what Freeman does, right? It's his philosophy. He doesn't like spending a lot of money on relievers. He doesn't want to trade valuable minor leaguers For relievers, he just doesn't, that's not what he believes in. So if you're saying that they need at least two relievers and Friedman is a guy who doesn't want to spend a lot of assets to get relievers, I don't know how the Dodgers are going to fix this. Princesa, tell me I'm wrong.
0: I, I, you're not wrong. I just, what if we're not even looking inward? Like you brought up injuries, babyface. If last year was a fluke and somehow the bullpen all gelled together and were successful, because they dominated last year, right? That's not that long ago. So they have it in them. And I, I don't know if I'm being super naive and like hopeful and romanticizing the bullpen, but because the Dodgers are decimated with injuries right now, by injuries, right? Maybe as guys come back, so do their skills, so does their confidence, so does... The energy in the clubhouse, maybe culture changes. I, I I have to think, okay, if Friedman made it work last season, do we really expect Friedman to change what he has been proven a winning formula? I don't think so. I don't think we should count on major moves. I think he thinks <laughs> it's going to work itself out. Like Dave said that last night. Didn't he say something to that effect? Like we're going to – to uh what a word did he use we're gonna win with what we have here that quote do you guys remember what he said like yeah. like the pitchers the pitching that we have here is what we have like don't count on the outside coming in to save us there's no cavalry there's no magic reliever out there so I have to hope that as people come back from injury the whole clubhouse will start to you know I'm thinking like Phil Jackson, Right, like they all need to like the the synergy. They all need to meditate and feel feel good about their situation because they, we know they have it in them. They dominated last season, and how about Kershaw being the leader, the ace right now? And what is he, thirty five? Like everybody's like, oh, Kershaw. Well, hello. Like, thank goodness that Julio's coming back. I don't know if to estimate when he's coming back. Um, no. Nope no bueller right so it's just got to trickle in it's, i really believe that they can turn things around thank goodness for bobby miller how cool is i heard people debate they love bobby miller out here everybody's debating his nickname and stuff like we love talking about the good so maybe we just <laughs> focus on that and it's gonna they gotta they, they, they know
1: and, and and right on cue, we love talking about the the good. The ice cream man is going through La Princesa's neighborhood right now.
2: Is that your neighborhood, or is that you, Babyface? I think that's my neighborhood. Okay, it's, you. Yeah.
1: But no, no, I I want to sit there. I I think you speak facts, Princesa. I think you nailed it. I think the reason why everyone is having such a hard time is the Dodgers bullpen right now is four point nine zero. They haven't had that high of a bullpen ERA since they moved to Los Angeles. That's since the 50s. This is something that Dodger fans, that even the organization themselves are just like they've never seen before. I think another thing that you hit right on the head is the injuries. I want to get into the injuries later. I mean, but the fact is, is when you lose three-fifths of your starting rotation, I think it's going to affect your bullpen. Yes. Um. And so I, I want to, I, I want to segue there to, to a couple of things. Go ahead, Princess. Come I, in.
0: I have a question for you, one, because you, you and Babyface actually would know better. Um, do you think that it was cool for Dave Roberts to throw Yancey under the bus? Like he did <laughs> a little bit, and you know, I'm a Dave Roberts fan.
1: I that, know. That, you know, that, that's exactly where I was going, Princesa, because oh, uh, oh. know, we, we've we been talking about it on this show lately, that it seems like Roberts is pissed. Yeah. And I know you have a theory. We all talk about, you know, that this team has driven Roberts to drink, right? There's the, the famous video of the Modelo. Princesa, you have a theory on that, right?
0: I do. I do. I am just saying things are lining up. So I don't know if you all saw that headline where Modelo is now the number one selling beer. It's surpassed Budweiser. And what do we see Roberts drinking? Modelo. What are Dodger fans drinking in the stands? Modelo. So what are they drinking even at home and upset because the Dodgers are losing? Modelo. So the makers of Modelo should be thanking the Dodgers. (laughs) For this little losing streak, because I think it's driving Dodger fans to drink even more Modelo. I'm just saying. I that, that,
1: there you go. She made it. She made it very simple for you people. <laughs> there is no boycott of Bud Light. The reason why Modelo is the number one selling beer in the United States is because the Dodgers suck right now, no. and the Dodgers have driven everyone. This is how how many fans Dodger fans are in this country that they are drinking Modelo, and that's why Modelo is the number one uh, drinking beer. I mean, the number one beer in the United States. But going back to it, I, I feel like this is the first time that not only Roberts, but I think this team is facing adversity. Ever since Roberts became the manager of the Dodgers 2016, this team has been successful. And if they have faced adversity, it's not like what they're facing now. And I'm just very curious to see what you guys think, what the rest of the fans think. I feel like Roberts is on edge because i he's a players manager. Do you guys ever recall him calling out specific players as many times as he's called them out? In just this like few weeks span, he calls out Tony Gonsolin. He calls up Caleb, calls out Caleb Ferguson. He threw Yancy under the bus. I, I mean, all of this stuff, it, it, you see the frustration and it goes back to what you were saying, babyface, from the, the beginning of the show. How do you fix this? I don't think they know how to fix this because they looked at this is they expected these guys to pitch in a certain way. These guys are not pitching in a certain way. They don't know why they're not pitching the way they were pitching last year. If there was a way, if Mark Pryor was really the magician that everyone thinks he is, the wizard, he would have fixed this by now. But I think it's, 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 it's a lot of things. It's what Epinintessa said. You got the injuries here when your starting staff is not giving, not going in deep into games. And it's either because they can't because they're they're not efficient or because the mentality is okay we don't want him to go through the third part of the order so we're going to take him out in the fifth or we're going to take him out in the fourth like earlier in the season how many times were dodger fans pissed why is he taking him out right now so it's it's a matter of a lot of things but i digress back to you baby face is the is I don't want to say pressure, but the frustration of the fact that Robert sees this and you said he was very, very, he looked pissed off last on um, after Wednesday's game. And he just said they have to be better. They have to be better. Well, that's an easy thing to say. They have to be better because it's not you don't think these guys are trying These guys are trying to be better. It's just not clicking for them. So how frustrating must it be for me, your job as a manager, is to put the team in the best position to win, but it's not happening. And it feels like everybody in that organization doesn't know how to fix it right now.
2: I mean, didn't he also say last night, to some degree, he said it's not – it's not the other issues. It's not those issues of the injuries with the starting line, the starters. Um, I, I I have a problem with that because that's him absolving himself. That, that's what this is going to – and you tell me if I'm
1: wrong here. The subtext is this, this is not my fault. This is not my fault. I, I, I'm putting – I'm managing well. It's these guys aren't performing. Do you think he's saying
2: something differently? Yeah, I mean – He's either um, is he trying to deflect the blame, right? Because he knows people are like, Roberts is doing this. So is he just trying? He's trying to put it on his players now, or or someone else. It's not coming from me. I'm putting these guys in the game, and they need to do their job. And that's kind of what it's, it's boiling down to, right? I mean, yeah. And but like you said, I mean, what can what can he do though? Like put yourself in his position, though, right? Like these are these are your cards, right? And you got to use them, right? But every time you put them in, it's not working. So it's like. Right, he's frustrated. We're frustrated. You know, I'm sure the players are frustrated. I mean, it's like, what can you do? And that's, thats the golden question, right? Like, what can you do? And and right now, I mean, there's really no answer. It's just you know, these guys need to somehow go out there and get a scoreless inning, then bring in the next guy, scoreless inning, right? And kind of and like you said, as the as the pitchers come back, right? You know, and if they if they give them six, seven, I think they're going to be in a lot better position than if they're going five innings every night in the, the bullpen, wise.
1: But in Sessa, let me ask you this: If you saw your boss was constantly frustrating, frustrated, or he was throwing people on the under the bus, what what type of work environment would that be for you?
0: Uh, yeah, that's. I worked in one of those places. It it was a newsroom, and it was very toxic. So, and and we all shut down. We didn't get better. We were so afraid to mess up that we weren't like fully zoned in. Does that make sense? Like, right. Right. Like, so the, I think I agree with you, Juan, the injuries definitely matter. It did. They definitely matter. I don't know how you anyone can say they don't. Um, but there's also baseball talk. I don't think Roberts is ever supposed to admit weakness or admit, you know, that the Dodgers aren't on top of it, which is where I think his frustration comes from. He can't say what he even really wants to say. Right. Like, he can't sit there with his modelo and, and talk like this when <laughs> we could. I wish, imagine what he would say. But um, honestly, like, I, I just, I feel like because of precedent, Friedman and the, and the suits upstairs think that they know what they're doing because of the success last season. Yeah. I don't know how much they're going to be able to accomplish when they already have the mindset of, like you said, not overspending, they've got the farm system their starters ha- uh, the bobby millers have worked out right i f- i feel like they're just trying to get through this rough patch with what they have yes and like they're counting on when these guys come back it's going to right the ship yep but i mean i'm i want to believe that they know what they're doing i mean you you know they're studying this right now as we speak just trying to make it work so i just have to keep the faith because I'm not about to drink a bunch of modelos. I'm trying to lose this June gloom weight. It's like winter. So no modelos for me. No modelos for me. (laughs) Uh, Look,
1: the the way I say it right now, the bullpen is this. It's it's a 1996 Toyota Corolla, and it's getting me to work. It's getting me to work, but I clearly need a new car. But I can't afford a new car. I have no way of getting a new car. So I'm going to keep driving my Corolla to where I need to go because it gets me there, but there's sometimes this Corolla breaks down and I got to find a way to fix it. I got to put in a couple of pesos in there to, to make it last just a little bit longer, a little bit longer until I can find out how, how can I get better transportation? I think that's what the Dodgers bullpen is going through right now. And, I, 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 I agree. I don't think there's anybody, there's no saviors. I think it's unrealistic to expect that Daniel Hudson is going to be the big difference on here. You did say something, babyface, that does interest me, and that is if somehow the starters can go deeper into games, I wonder if that would help the bullpen. When Robert sit there goes, it's not about how we use them. It's not that they're tired. It's just like... Dude, if if a guy is pitching every, I mean, there's a reason why he threw Yancy out there for a second inning. It's because he didn't want to go to someone else because the Dodgers are so keen on, we can't overuse this guy. We can't, we got to save this guy. All right. Well, so what, somebody's got to pitch. You yeah. got to put somebody in there. Right. And you laid it out. Exactly. Right. Baby face. He only threw 10 pitches. And Robert said it. And look, before all of you guys start sitting there and saying, oh, you know, you guys are a bunch of wimps, you know, Roberts is just calling these people out. You know, yeah, it, it, it's right. He's calling them out. But guess what? It's not getting better. It's, it's not getting better. So I guess my point is this before I go to you, says, uh, is maybe it's just one of those seasons where things just aren't working, aren't going to work out for you because. Yeah, you don't want to use injuries as an excuse, but the injuries started even before the season started. This team doesn't have the same depth. The margin of error is much smaller. All I'm saying is sometimes it's just too much to overcome. You know, one of the things you never factor into a season, you can factor in injuries and all that stuff, but you can't factor in regression because you just automatically assume this is who this player is. This is what this player is going to give us this year. Well, there's always that t- t- chance that that player is going to regress and he's not going to do what he normally does. Right, Princess?
0: Yes, but what if it's not regression? I, I mean, what about a slump, right? Like, t- it's just a slump. I don't want – because to me, regression is something like physical in my mind. Like, it's – right. It's something that you know you need to go to therapy for, or get sent down, or, or, or I. But a slump you can get out of, and I really hope that we're mid-June. I know it's getting we're cutting it close, and especially with the way the teams that we're not playing against and we are playing against. I would counter with this: what you, with what you just said, Juan. What if right now we're struggling, and Dodger fans, we're so used to them winning a hundred games, right? What if we get hot right when everybody comes back? What if that's – because teams do that. Teams that aren't supposed to win anything win the World Series. So what if we get hot towards the end when we're supposed to get hot? Like, yay, let's
2: well, pray for that. Here's, <laughs> here's a positive note, right? When when did the Nationals win the World Series? Was it 19? 2019
1: when they beat the Dodgers.
2: Right. The Nationals, I believe, had the worst bullpen I'm sure if it was all the baseball or the National League going into the playoffs, and they won the World Series with, with, who, clo- with who closing it out? Who closed it Daniel out? Daniel Hudson. Daniel Hudson closed it out. you never know. I
0: like that. That's precedent. Then back Look, can get to that.
1: <laughs> you're right. I mean that that could happen, but we're we're talking about now. We're putting ourselves in the manager's shoes, right? Because everybody wants to sit here and blame Roberts. Um, I feel Friedman needs to share some of the blame on this too. But it's like, it's so easy to just sit there and say the bullpen sucks, the bullpen sucks. Okay, what would you do? What would you do when it doesn't matter who you throw out there in the mound? As I said, that game Wednesday night, the bullpen gave up six runs. And like Babyface said, it wasn't just one guy who gave up the runs. It was literally everybody they put out there was giving up runs. And if it is a slump, I hope you're right, but it might be just a longer slump than normal. But Vessia I don't remember him looking good at all this year. Almonte had his moments there. He had a stretch there where you're like, okay, maybe he's turning things around. Maybe, you know, he is out of his slump. But lately, it looks like he's reverted back. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. Um how many more modelos make an appearance in postgame conferences? And look, I, I, I'm, I am not panicking because you're right. It's the middle of June. But the Dodgers right now are closer to third place than they are first place. The Gigantes are coming in this weekend. The Gigantes are only two games behind the Dodgers for second place. And I know we want to just pretend like we don't see it. But the show pause all of a sudden is starting to play better. And the show pods, now, they're not nine games out anymore. So if that team has started to turn things around, it's going to be competitive for the rest of the year, and you just hope that the way these other teams are starting to turn their seasons around, that the Dodgers can do the same thing.
0: Exactly. And that's why we shouldn't be mad at Dave Roberts for maybe this is a new tactic calling players out. It's not working, but, I mean, it might be just he's trying something new. <laughs> uh,
1: look, I, I, I feel for him just because
0: yeah,
1: he really comes out as he just doesn't know how to fix this. He, he When everything is going wrong, I mean, it's the worst feeling in the world. We've seen it before with other slumps when Federico's just like, look, I don't know what to tell you. I'm doing the same thing I do every day, and I'm just not getting results. I'm sure all those guys in the bullpen – are like hey i'm doing the same thing i did last year i don't know why i'm not getting results this year it's it's frustrating to watch
2: but yeah. i just want to just not- want to remind
1: everyone the dodgers are still only 3 games out from yeah. first place and it's the middle of june okay who knows maybe these guys can turn things around maybe people start getting healthy you're right maybe that's what helps the bullpen Maybe it's not trades. Maybe it's just having a a healthier roster will help the bullpen. Um, but uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, do you guys have any last words before we bounce out? I just want to let everyone know we're not giving you guys an update yet on the uh, – uh, on how we did with the the games last week, because at the time of this recording, why did doc- we
2: know we, I I didn't win? So
1: yeah, the real question is why didn't Roger win? Why didn't Babyface
2: exactly.
1: win? Wow! Yeah. By the way, we're changing the there's, name there's ball, the b- open yeah, we're changing the name to the Bleedless co- Podcast to the Babyface Show now. So, um, but. At the time of this recording, the third game between the Dodgers and the Medias Blancas had not been completed, so we don't know how the result of that. So we will give you update an update on that next week. So for this, there's going to be no picks for the next, or do you guys want to do picks for the next?
0: For what? The Gigantes and whom else?
1: And the Angels. the Angels. Los Angelitos. We can do three with the Gigantes and then two with the Angelitos. I'm down. All right. Let's do it. You're you're on the board.
0: Five games, right? Yeah, Um, five games. Three here and our...
1: And two in Mm -hmm. in Anaheim.
0: See, and dude, the Angels are like winning. Exactly.
1: Yeah, they're playing much better now.
0: Like how different is Orange County's mood versus LA's mood right now, right? (laughs) Um, Exactly. Let's do, I'm going to do, I know we're going to take one in Anaheim. I don't know about two. And I say two here. So three and two?
1: Three and two. All right. I am going to go. I'm going one and four.
0: (laughs) If I had a baseball cap on. (laughs)
1: I'm I'm, going to go one and four. I, I think they are playing two teams that are playing really well right now. And they're just getting the Dodgers at the wrong time. They, they're getting the Dodgers at the wrong time, uh, Babyface.
2: Um, three and two.
1: All right, so we got some positivity there. So okay. we'll update. We'll update the standings uh, later. Uh, at this
0: time, I hope uh, this therapy session helps Dodger fans. Go to talk it out. Just remember to breathe.
3: <laughs> exactly. We have. The ambassador uh, joining us, Uh, the lone, I refer to him as the lone ambassador because he kind of is the lone ranger sometimes and is one of my favorite people to talk to. Uh, Joseph Kelly, uh, Joseph Kelly, how are you, my friend?
4: Great, Alonzo. Sitting here in the visitors' bullpen of Dodger Stadium. I bet you guys know that because you could hear the music base <laughs> <laughs> yes
3: <laughs> how i mean obviously we're recording this after your uh, your outing uh, yep. your return the triumphal return of the lone ranger uh what was it like for you coming back
4: it was awesome man the crowd was electric you know a lot of people on their feet uh i wish it wasn't bases loaded one out um <laughs> with, the, with the best hitters in the lineup but yeah, that's what they paid me to do is face the best and you know, it was it was definitely something that I enjoyed. You know, I had my wife and my brand-new baby, seven weeks old, and then I had my oldest son. Uh, they were sitting front row behind our dugout. And so coming off the mountain, uh, I was able to say hi to them, too. So it was a special moment for us all to uh, enjoy together.
3: No, it, it was cool to hear the ovation. Uh, the Twitter feedback was pretty fire uh, for a lot of reasons, good and bad. But that's the Internet, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you. How much in and out have you had during this road trip?
4: Dude, you wanna know something sad? What's that? My wife has had it three times. I've had it zero. Oh.
0: My, my kids my
4: four kids have all had it three times, I've had it zero. Um but oh. I but I did go to Roscoe's in the morning we got here. Hey,
3: there you go. There you, <laughs> did you did you FaceTime them as you ate so that way they could you can enjoy the No, Rosco's they're here with, with They're here with me. Let's see, you're you're so a better man than I
4: am. When, uh, I've been at the field. And so yeah. we come back in 10 days to Anaheim. So I said, if uh, we don't get in and out as a family, I am going to a throwable country and, and going
3: to be family. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I need to it. go ahead.
0: <laughs> I love it. I, we're, we're glossing over something, though, Joe. Um, your newborn, congratulations Thank on a, a papa again. I and know, four. Four! Wow! Bravo, man! Get this man in and out DoorDash, Uber
4: <laughs> They don't but, do it on DoorDash.
0: I know. I know.
3: I trust me. I've tried, and it's Better a pain.
0: Person, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. Yeah. Um But you just commented about facing three of the Dodgers' best batters, and you did that with minimal sleep, right? because like, you have a oh, you have a I best, mean, right?
4: <laughs> I've been waking up with my wife, not doing nearly the amount that she does, obviously. But I did it, uh, I would probably say, a good four hours of sleep the past couple of days with uh, 15 to 20-minute naps. Um, so, hey, 35, can still get it done, you know?
0: I love it. I love it. One, we were just asking, right? I wonder if he slept.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, not much. I don't think he has, but uh, Mariachi Joe, I, I have to ask you something because – I know you know uh, Rob Manfred very well. And the reason oh, yeah. why I know is because I read a book called A Damn Near Perfect Game, which is available at your any bookstore, online, wherever you want to get it. So I know you have a personal relationship with him, and I know you're going to tell me the truth. So he held a press conference today about the Oakland Athletics. And yep. here is a quote. I mean, it was great. It was great hey, to see. You look good with what... the book, though, Juan. Go ahead. Thank you. So they asked him about the reverse boycott that happened. And for those of you who don't know what the reverse boycott. I didn't
4: know about that until this morning.
1: Yeah, so a bunch of, you know, the A's fans weren't going to the games, but they specifically went to this game and they had like 27,000 fans. So they asked Rob Manfred this question, and here's his response. I mean, it was great. It was great to see what this year's almost an average Major League baseball crowd in the facility for one night. That's a great thing. okay there you go hey you've spoken to this dude one on one
4: i would have said the same thing probably really (laughs) okay hey that's a he's he's very witty i'm telling you he is a he's sarcastic and it just if you read it the wrong way like if i said it you'd be like damn joe's that's right you know what i mean but since people (laughs) like see rob is not like that just because he has a job title right like you know, I'm not, I'm not endorsing presidents or anything, but, like, Trump was a troll, right? He was a president. But, like, just because he was a president, they're like, hey, you shouldn't be your true self. But, like, that's kind of like what Rob Manfred is to me. Like, he his true self is, like, he's quick, he's witty, um, sarcastic, and whatever comes to his head, he's going to say without pre-planning it. So
1: Joe, <laughs> in, in, in a situation like that, Joe, do you, do you guys, like, so they're, and Bryce Harper came out, and, you know, he's from Vegas. Yeah, the yeah. A's are more than likely going to move to Vegas. Yep. And he flat out said, hey, dude, this sucks for the Oakland A's fan. But Yeah, for sure, it I, does. I, I don't know how many players that play for the A's actually live in Oakland, but what would it feel like to go to a new city? Like, do you guys even think about that kind of stuff, or it's just like it's all about the players? I mean, the game. No,
4: no, 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 no. It's, it, I don't think players – I mean, I've never been in that situation. I'm sure there will be a ton more free agents now uh, saying uh, that will want to play for the A's.
1: I wow. you. So uh, l- let me ask you this. How did the, uh, I'm going to bring it up again. How did it feel selling this book? Because I saw you on Radio Row in the Super Bowl. How did the book do? Because a couple of our listeners reached out and thanked us for saying, Hey man, thanks for turning me on to this book. It was, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. See, I get, I, I need to
4: have an answer for that question, man. I'm telling you, I, I get asked multiple times a week, how's the book going? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I I did it, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, I was, you know, pushing it hard in the beginning and then throughout the season, you know, haven't done it too much. But um, Amazon reviews say it's good. That's the only way I go off of it. Um, everywhere I go, usually there'll be a couple of people who bring it because I said I'd sign it. So whenever I see the book, I sign it. Um, but I'm not a... I'm not on top of the numbers. I don't know actually how well it is done. And uh, I need to find that out. So the next person that asks me, I could actually reply to him with a real answer.
1: There you go. There you have it. Hey, Alicia, uh, do you want to crack open a michelada and read this book?
0: <laughs> I absolutely do. But not a modelo because I am not panicking yet. Uh... <laughs>
4: I, I got a I got a starburst energy drink. That's 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 my my versa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Starburst, C4. On the sugar. Yeah, the good stuff. Uh Joe, thank you again. Thank you again for hanging out with us for a bit. I wanted to know, so one of the things that yeah, went yeah. last night was um, your cutout of Mariachi Joe. I've seen it around Dodger Stadium. I know. Yes. I was there last week in the offices, and I saw it in there. Did they give it to you? Do you have it at well, – are you, are you driving around with it so you could be driving the carpool lane, or what's happening?
4: No, there is one in my garage in uh, my Altaloma house, and I got it after the season ended. They gave it to me, and I put it in my garage, and for the first literally couple months, uh, I would walk in the garage and, and freak out like – because if the lights were off, I'm like, oh my god, there's a person in in my house. But it was just me, and it's life size. And so they keep them around. Which is kind of they told me um, front office, and they're like, hey, every major decision we make, you're in here with us. Like you, you're making the decisions with us. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, we got your cutouts all around. Then they're in the front office. I was like, you guys still have that? I was like, let me get a couple more at least. Like, don't hold on to them. Like, what are you gonna do with these?
0: i love it i yeah i saw it last week and then it went you know everybody was tweeting and stuff about it last night and i thought i'm gonna ask them if he took that home if they gave it to him but you already have one okay all right That yeah, question solved um that that's just a sign though of how much los angeles just loves you dodger fans just embrace you mariachi you know, you've got multiple nicknames i love them back yeah what is that you know what? Can, what, what do you think it's,
4: it's- It's hard to put in words because my wife uh, showed me yesterday after I came out of the game and uh, Kershaw Hall of Famer, you know, Dodger legend. Um, And Ellen Kershaw texts my wife when I'm coming into the game and they go, Joe Kelly, he is a Dodger legend. And my wife's like, what? Coming from, you know, Miss Kershaw herself, who's a real Dodger legend. Like, she's like, man, this city just loves you. And my wife was dying because she's like, out of all people, coming from her saying that about me, and she's like, "Get out of here!" Like, this—you're <laughs> the guys the true legends.
0: Aww. <laughs> so you don't question it; you just go with it. Uh,
4: I go, I go with it. I love it. It's uh, you know, it's authentic people, and I love authentic people.
0: Yeah, and they love you back. Dodger fans love That's you. That's why better.
4: I love hanging. Out with y'all.
1: <laughs> I love this, man. I, hey, hey, Joe, real quick. Have you caught any of Mookie's uh, new uh, podcasts? I didn't even know he had a
4: podcast.
1: All right. This is why I love this man. So anyways, he's interviewing Aaron Judge. And of course, they're talking about the Yankee Red Sox brawl. And they brought up a good question and that Mookie was like, you know, you guys have a bunch of guys over six foot. So, you know, I was looking out for those guys. And I sat there listening to this going, you know what? If that was Joe Kelly, I guarantee you he'd probably be looking for those six foot guys first to take those guys down first. It's
4: a a win-win, bro. (laughs)
1: <laughs> like when I've you're when before, you're in a ball like that, your head's gotta be on a swivel, right? It's a win win
4: because most of the guys in the Major League Baseball are bigger than me, right? Correct. Like ninety eight percent of the guys are bigger than me. So if I ever get in another fight, uh if I lose the fight, I'm supposed to. You know, I'm I'm much smaller than my opponent and if I win the fight you know, it's even better. You know what I mean? So every time that happens, you fight someone bigger than you. Um, No one ever talks shit, you know, if you lose a fight. Well, it's like, duh, he's not in my weight class, bro. He's not even close to me. But if you win, then it's like, man, this guy just got demoralized. So I look at it that way. It's never a a, a lose-lose for me. Um, It's always going to be a win-win.
3: Well, and also, if you want to read more about the Joe Kelly Fight Club and his antics, he wrote a book. It is in the book. That in the book. <laughs> this book that I'm holding here, it's called A Damn Near Perfect Game, written by Joe Kelly, the guy that just talked to us about this fighting. Um, I wanted to ask you, I mean, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you this. Uh, obviously, it's a part of the business. There is like Evidently, there's some trade rumors going around uh, yep. involving one Joe Kelly. You as a player, how do you deal with that? Like, how do you process that?
4: I um, mean, I mean, I've been traded once, so that was that was tough. But now, I mean, it's it's pretty easy to process. You just don't believe anything until, you know, they actually come to you and say, "Hey, you've been traded." So it's not a big deal. It's something that you always know in the back of your mind that could happen. Uh, but there's no reason to worry about it. You put stress in your life for no for no apparent reason, and you know. Especially if it never goes through. So um, you kind of just take it and, and play it each day and. and wherever team wants you at that moment you're going to play for them and then you know if they decide to let you go or you know to make the team better somehow um, those things happen so as a professional uh, you usually understand that Um, for young guys it's probably hard to understand that but you know I'm uh, the second oldest on the team here and and, and been through it all so it's something that I, I, I understand
3: no, and before we set you loose, there would be one other thing I wouldn't be remiss to uh, to ask you. Uh, obviously, Liam Hendricks just came back after a, a tough fight, and uh, and that's coming back from cancer ain't easy, man. Uh, I wanted to ask you how, how's the clubhouse feeling, uh, and how's Liam feeling?
4: Um, good. I mean, obviously, he went on the IL for some elbow problems, um, wasn't recovering well. Um, but you know, more respect to him for being able to you know come back how he did. Um, so it's one of those things that. Uh, you don't really know how to approach it um, as a person that hasn't been through something. Like No matter what you really say, words, you know, I don't know how much they can or can't help, but um, kind of just see where the person's at and, and, and check in once in a while and, you know, try not to be overbearing. But, um, no, it was pretty impressive to see, you know, obviously a feat that, you know, about many people have done. Um, so it, it, it's cool, but, you know, he's a, he's a good pitcher when, when healthy and, you know, obviously went
3: on the aisle but he's definitely making a push you guys know
1: him yeah no for sure hey joe we're gonna let you go but we just want to thank you because uh we want to uh, let our listeners and our viewers know how genuine you are joe showed up to justin turner's golf tournament wearing a bleed Lows podcast hat and we didn't ask him to do it okay no he did it he's a g and my favorite part was when he saw us and he said you guys have pullovers so we still owe you a pullover, uh,
3: Joe. But it. thank
4: you. Yeah, of course. Thank you, guys. I'm about to no. be late for my drill.
3: Thank you. Good. Go do your drill. Right, later, uh, author Joe Kelly, a damn near <laughs> perfect
1: game.
4: Once again,
1: see you guys. See you. Uh, Yo ha sido su servidor Juan Ramírez de parte de mis colegas, la princesa de Picolândia, and Babyface. Nos vemos para la próxima. This episode of the Bleedless Podcast has been brought to you by BetOnline.ag, where the game
3: starts.